Keeps is our sponsor this half uh, half hour. Uh, there's a million reasons to be uh, freaked out uh, about you know, everything that is going on. The last thing you need to worry about is your stupid hair. And I know if you are losing your hair, you're like, it's not stupid. I'm losing my hair. I know it's a really it's it drives you crazy. It really does. I want you to get started with a special discount from keeps K E E P S dot com slash save. And you'll get 50% off your first order of hair loss treatments. There's a couple of things that they might recommend for you. Uh, but you can do it all from the comfort of your uh, your home. Just do it all online. Keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com. You just take a couple of pictures of your hair, send it in. A licensed doctor looks at it, uh, goes over everything, and uh, writes your prescription. And they send the prescription to you. Comfort of your own home. Keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash save. Do it now. America and welcome to Monday. We've got a great program for you. We're going to start with this question. Do we even have a republic anymore? A democratic republic? Most people don't even know what that is, but I'll show you how it is quickly going away. And today's show is what are we going to do about it? We begin in 60 seconds. So I, um, in the next 20 minutes, you will understand why I have said it's going to be harder and harder for you to get a mortgage. Please listen to me. Um, it's going to be harder and harder for a few reasons. This month could be a game changer for the mortgage rates. The economy is starting to approve, at least for now, which means the rates might start to inch up. Uh, there are fewer and fewer options now in the 2% range, and pretty soon they probably will be gone entirely. If you've been sitting on the fence about uh, refinancing your mortgage or if you're thinking about consolidating all your debts into one easy-to-manage payment, please do this now. Please do this now. You'll understand a little more uh, here in just a few minutes. Uh, American Financing. Just remember that after the next monologue, you might want to call them American Financing, 800-906-2440 or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I'm going to give you a story here. And I invite you to stay with us, especially if you're a liberal. If you're a Marxist, you're going to be fine with this. But if you're a liberal uh, or a traditional Democrat, like my grandfather uh, used to be, I, I'm, I'm not sure that those people exist anymore. I have real hope that they do. But if you're one of those people that uh, 
that actually believe America is a good place. That we have our problems and we should admit to our problems, but we're a good place. And that the people sometimes get it wrong, but the people should be in control of their own destiny. I want you to listen. For those who have listened for a while, I want you to understand we have just everything that they have ever said about, oh, it's a conspiracy theory on the Great Reset. You can throw that in the garbage now because by their own fruits, by their own actions, you will know them. Something happened this weekend that is absolutely unprecedented. I have done this job for 40, I don't even know how many years, almost 50 years. And I've never seen anything like this. Leaders of over 100 major corporations got together and spoke via Zoom on Saturday about how they could combat election integrity laws similar to the one that was proposed in Georgia. Multiple reports, Wall Street Journal and others, directly quote people that were on the phone call. They talked about potential ways to show how they opposed the legislation, including by halting donations to politicians, fine, who support the bills and even delaying investments in states, that's blackmail, that pass restrictive measures. Now, this is according to people who were on the call. Now, I want you to understand what they are calling restrictive measures are actually just going back to the way it was before COVID-19. Remember, we had this unprecedented uh, election and we had to change these laws. In fact, they couldn't even go through the legislative uh, branch. They just had to be done many times by executive order. And the states changed their laws to make it easier for people to vote because of COVID. Everything that they had done was unprecedented one time only. So now these laws that are saying, okay, we're not doing that anymore. Now it's being called restrictive. All the states are doing is uh, bringing it back to where it was pre-COVID. They are just protecting what George Soros's cronies made vulnerable. That's it. Now, who was there? Delta Airlines. We don't have a full list. Delta Airlines. Citigroup. Hmm. Viacom. CBS. UPS. The owner, by the way, UPS is deep in this. If you're using UPS use the federal government's postal service over UPS and, uh, and, and for God's sakes, federal express, they may be involved as well, but I know UPS is actually deeply involved in the great reset. The owner of the Atlanta Falcons was there. He also co-founded home Depot, the chairwoman of uh, Starbucks, uh, LinkedIn, Levi Strauss, a Boston consulting group, the CEO of AMC Entertainment. Jeffrey Sonnenfeld, he is a Yale School of Management professor who helped organize the meeting. 
He said to the Washington Post that corporate leaders on the call felt very strongly that these voting restrictions are based on a flawed premise and are dangerous. What is the flawed premise that this was a new way to vote in America for covid? The discussion scheduled to last an hour went 10 minutes longer. It was led at times by Kenneth Chenault, the former chief executive of American Express. Notice we have financial industry uh, well represented here. Also, Kenneth Frazier, the chief executive of Merck. Stu, did Merck make a... Are they out with a... With a... Uh, uh, vaccine does Merck have one uh um, not that's approved here in the united states i don't know if they've okay I honestly i don't know i'm not sure they told the executives on the call that it was important to keep fighting what they viewed as discriminatory laws on voting chenault and frazier coordinated a letter signed last month by 72 black business executives that made the same point the letter that first drew attention to the voting bills in executive suites all across the country the call's goal, listen to this, was to unify companies that had been issuing their own statements and signing on to drafted statements from different organizations after the action in Georgia. This according to Sonnenfeld. Can I ask, is anyone on the right meeting with corporations? Is anybody on the right actually holding Zoom call meetings? And saying, hey, look, we've got to start working together. They have infiltrated our boardroom, which was a goal of the Tides Foundation back in the 1980s. They have infiltrated our boardrooms. And now these corporations think they rule over us. They think it's their responsibility, not the elected officials, but their responsibility by the way, some of them, because they're so with the people, some of them uh, made the phone call from Augusta, Georgia, where they were attending the Masters Golf Tournament, which was so woke of them, I, I think, to be able to go to Georgia, where they are protesting, but they wanted to see the Masters. Uh, right. Okay. One Georgia-based executive talked about how the final version of Georgia's legislation, which Brian Kemp has said, actually expands voting access, a claim that the left challenges, they say was much worse than expected. And it should serve as a warning to other chief executives as more states consider adopting their own voting bills. Now, why is this? should this be a warning to other chief executive officers? Why is that a warning to CEOs? Wouldn't it be a warning to the American people? Are we just too dumb? And so we aren't going to support some of these things. And so the corporations, they're going to act as a what? A secondary government? One that I, I don't know. I, I didn't elect the CEO of Merck. Uh, did you, Stu? I don't remember the ballot where I voted for the CEO of American Express. Yeah, no, I not, as not, I'm not a shareholder, so I, I do no. not know. I'm, not gonna I'm, I'm not a shareholder, mm -hmm. and they are they have one voice. Isn't this amazing that the people that are organizing this and are fine with it 
are the ones that say that corporations have no voice. The, 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 it's the Republicans. It's the libertarians that say corporations can do what they want to do. But the ones that are saying corporations uh, are evil, they keep people in poverty, they're the ones that are stepping to the plate and backing all of this. Why? Two reasons. One, the Great Reset. Two, they know they'll be eaten by those people. If the Great Reset doesn't work, if the Great Reset isn't the answer, then maybe Marxism is, they would think. And if that happens, they're done. Corporations, Citibank, Coca-Cola, Delta, Microsoft, all have criticized Georgia's new electric, uh, uh, um, uh, election integrity bill. Major League Baseball, good, moved its all-star game from Atlanta to Denver. Like Denver's any better. Uh, and this all came from the pressure from the White House. Remember, the White House is saying corporations should do this, not the people. We have gone not we've gone from BLM, which is another story I can't wait to talk to you about. We've gone from BLM, a supposed grassroots organization. We've gone from the left saying that the uh, the Tea Party wasn't legitimate because it was astroturf it was funded by big money we've gone from that to now corporations openly meeting and coordinating efforts to change laws this is fascism guys fascism is when government and corporations work hand in hand that is fascism. While no final uh, steps were agreed on, the meeting represented an aggressive dialing up of corporate America's stand against controversial mo- voting measures nationwide. I have to tell you, they're not controversial. It's just going to the way they were before COVID. It's a sign that their opposition to the laws didn't end with the fight against the Georgia legislation. Many of the corporate leaders who joined the call seem to view the voting restrictions as attacks on democracy. Saturday's call between company executives, this is a quote, shows they are not intimidated by the flack and they're not going to kowtow. That's according to Jeffrey Sonnenfeld. He's the Yale management professor, one of the call's organizers. They are not afraid of the flack. So in other words, They don't care what the people who buy their products do or say. Mike Ward, co-founder of Civics Alliance, a nonpartisan group of businesses focused on voter engagement, said he felt there was a broad consensus at the end of the call that company leaders plan to continue working against any voting bills they think are restrictive to lean into this, not lean away from this. It's going to get worse. And this is the official start, the public uh, outing of what you're going to live under with the Great Reset. It's corporations that are going to make the rules. And it will their their 
their lie about stakeholder capitalism is this. The the capitalists, the ones that are going to be running the companies, the CEOs of these giant companies, not the capitalists like me or you, the small business person, but the people at Merck, the people at Citigroup, uh, the the people at Coca-Cola, they'll set the rules and they'll crush anybody underneath them and they'll work with the government or I should say with the left and those in power uh, from the left. Uh, they will work with them and your voice. Well, you have a share in this, too. You're a stakeholder. So your stake, your voice is at the table as well. Not on this private phone call. No, no, no. Not in any of these groups that are planning all of this stuff. No, 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 no. You voted for somebody in Washington. Well, I don't know the last time I felt comfortable with my representation in Washington. It's been a long time. This law, by the way, in Georgia, expands early voting opportunities for most counties and expands voter ID requirements to absentee absentee ballots. And that's what they're saying they can't have, because apparently minorities are just too poor. They're just, it's too tough for them to get any kind of ID. It's so horrible. Uh Uh-huh. Can we talk about vaccine passports for a second? Isn't that discriminatory? How is it that somehow or another, minorities can not only get the passport, but will be able to get the vaccine and then the passport? Because they'll need to have that before they go anywhere, right? Why is it voting is the only thing that you don't need a a license or identification to do? Why? I rent a car. I need identification. I open up a checking account at Citigroup. They require uh, identification. They're now pushing for vaccine identification and vaccine passports. The lie does not hold up if anyone has critical thinking whatsoever. Boy, I was I was up in the Northeast this last week and oh, my, it's worse than you think. I mean, it's like going to California. I was up in uh, Connecticut right next to New York, and it is worse than you think it is. If you were thinking about selling your home, oh. Up in Connecticut, the prices have fallen by ninety thousand dollars in a in a neighborhood that you know had like two hundred and fifty thousand dollar houses. It is crazy what's going on up there. I've been through a lot of moves uh, in my life, and I've had good real estate agents. I've had bad real estate agents, but I never knew how to find. I never knew which was which until after. You need some help to find the right real estate agent. Now, this is a free service from my company, realestateagentsitrust.com. It was started by my brother and I about, I don't know, six years ago, and the results are truly remarkable. You get people who think like you, people who understand integrity and trust. Most of our real estate agents are fans of the program, uh, and they have the best track record in their area for all the things that we're looking for. Um, treating their customer right, having happy customers afterwards, being able to turn it around quickly, being able to take care of all of the business. 
realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there if you're looking for a real estate agent to buy or sell. If you're maybe selling someplace and buying in another state, we can help you with finding real estate agents on both ends. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So a voter advocacy group funded by Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, donated $7.4 million to Detroit to dramatically expand strategic voter education and outreach. Uh, Detroit received three grants from Zuckerberg's uh, organization, three grants. Uh, one two hundred thousand, then three million five hundred twelve thousand, and three thousand uh, three million seven hundred twenty four thousand. Now, this is the this we only know this because of the Freedom of Information Act. The amount augmented by more than half the city's thirteen million dollar election budget. It dwarfed the six point three million dollars in grants that CTCL, that's Zuckerberg's. A group gave five Wisconsin cities a series of donations that have generated accusations that private money was wrongly used to influence state and local election judges and administrators. You think the reach of Zuckerberg's money has created a backlash in some GOP states like Georgia and Arizona, where lawmakers have moved since November to ban private money from being donated to election administrators. Now, listen to this. He's taking election officials and giving them millions of dollars. The records obtained in Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Michigan show the Zuckerberg monies were used to buy off government officials, dictating the manner in which the election would be conducted and using government to target Democratic strongholds to turn out the vote for Joe Biden. Uh, you want your corporations doing all of this? Are you fine with all of this? It gets much worse uh, than this. Uh, We will continue here in a second and some real answers for you today. But America, it is time we wake up. It is time to wake up. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I haven't even started on the unions yet. Um, let me tell you about timeshare termination team. A lot of companies out there that can you know, say that they get you out of a timeshare uh, that you bought into. The truth of the matter is most of them uh, are not just a team of attorneys. And that's what timeshare termination team is. It is a team of really great attorneys. Um, it's a dedicated legal team dedicated to get you out legally of that timeshare. They're, he- they're here to help you if you're frustrated um, and, and you can legally get out of that timeshare contract that's probably just bleeding you dry. They have a um, step-by-step plan to get you out of your timeshare safely, legally, permanently. It's literally all they do. And they have the in-house legal team that does all the heavy lifting for you. They have a guarantee now. You'll get 20% off when you terminate your timeshare. Make sure you tell them that I sent you. Call 888-GET-YOU-OUT. That's 888-GET-YOU-OUT. 
or visit them on uh, online at timeshareterminationteam.com. That's timeshareterminationteam.com. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. I can't thank you enough for your support of the program, your support of me and my family over the uh, uh, last week. Um, Monday morning, uh, I was sitting in this chair and Stu, we were what, two minutes away from broadcast, maybe? Yeah. Uh, And my wife came in to the studio at the door and she said I, I and then she just collapsed on the floor crying and um we had a horrible tragedy happen in our family and i want to go into it because i learned an awful lot uh that i think i need to share with you uh and i'll do that coming up at the uh, top of the hour but but thank you so much we had a vacation scheduled for next week i don't think we're going on vacation uh, now I, I just can't leave uh, for another week, and uh, and uh, nobody in the family really feels like, you know, going to a beach or any place else. So, um, thank you so much for listening and being there for us in our time of need. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about the corporations we just covered. If you missed it, go back and listen to the podcast. There was an unprecedented meeting of corporations over the weekend. This is the Great Reset. It's here. It's here. And if you deny it, you're a fool. You, you really are going to be sorry. Now, we're getting pressure uh, from the corporations, and they say they don't care about pressure we give them. Yeah, I told you a couple of weeks ago that I was going to boycott Coca-Cola. Well, I have found that damn near impossible because everywhere I go, it's either I just drink water or a co- or a Coke product, and they control the water and everything else. Uh, and so uh, what I've decided is I think it's impossible because these corporations are so massive that boycotting uh them is is i mean is a herculean effort and maybe somebody you can call me and talk me into the herculean effort i I just don't know even how to do it um but i've decided that i've got to pick a couple of of things that these corporations do for instance i'm never going to buy what is their water? It's not Aquafina. It's the crappy water from Dasani, Atlanta. Dasani, right? Yeah, Dasani. Yeah. Dasani. Dasani and Dasani. Coca-Cola. No, no tea. Dasani. Okay. Dasani and Coca-Cola. Um, I'm never going to buy those. Never will I buy those. If I'm put in a situation to where they have everything else's Coke product, I'll find another Coke product that I have to eat at dinner or whatever. Um, but I'll stay away from Coke products if I'm buying them at the grocery store, all Coke products. But I think we have to, we must begin to push back on these corporations because they don't think you will. And they are taking far too much power now. They are going to tell us 
what our states should and should not do. If our states, which are run by Republicans, uh, they decide that they are going to do voting laws and say, we're bringing it back to the way it was prior to COVID. And we're also going to require some identification. They're going to boycott. They're going to hold back money from states. They are going to run campaigns and they're going to coordinate. That's what happened this weekend. They are going to gut uh, uh, cities and uh, states that are at all red. They're going to gut them. Why are we still supporting them? Now, another thing. When the gutting is being done, we know that the small business guy has been gutted already. But for those who made it, you now have another foe. You have the government regulations. You have the corporations working with the government to make regulations that will benefit them, not you. And now you have the labor union. You are going to be cornered. It's a, it's, they're holding you with three points. I mean, everybody knows you cannot win a chess game uh, if, unless you have two or more pieces to triangulate people. Well, they've got you triangulated. Is anybody, does anybody think that Elon Musk is the kind of guy that cares what anyone thinks about him? That he cares what anybody says about his tweets? Well, apparently, uh, once the labor union gods get their feathers uh, ruffled, he does have to care. He fired an employee back, this is 2018, I think. He fired an employee named Richard Ortiz. He was a labor activist who was part of an organizing campaign called Fair Future at Tesla. So at the time, Elon Musk said, there's nothing stopping Tesla team at our car plant from voting union. They could do so tomorrow if they wanted. But why pay union dues and give up stock options for nothing? Our safety record is two times better than when the plant was a WAU. UAW and everyone already gets health care. So that was Elon Musk's opinion. And doesn't he have a right to say that? Hey, our safety record is two times. Uh, you get health care. I give stock options. I mean, why would you unionize? Well, apparently that's a grave sin. It violates the 11th commandment. Thou shalt join a union no matter what. As for the sin, the National Labor Relations Board passed its judgment a couple of weeks ago saying that Tesla must rehire Richard Ortiz and compensate him for all of the lost income resulting from his firing. They also ordered uh, Tesla and Musk to delete the offensive t- uh, delete the f- offensive tweet saying that it unlawfully threatened Tesla employees. Ooh. Yeah, that sounded very threatening, didn't it? So he deleted it. Now, if if he is deleting, that must be a pretty powerful organization. It is. We know this. Do you remember the story of Ben Dominich, uh, publisher of the uh, the Federalist? He 
he defended um, uh, Musk and had, you know, over the top, ridiculously, you know, compared the ruling against Elon Musk. uh, And it was a joke. And he was forced to delete it about unionizing. His own employees were not threatening to unionize. His joke was in reference to a situation at Vox Media at the time, but the NLRB said that he was guilty of unfair labor practices and subpoenaed years' worth of communications among Federalist staff members. Some staff members were also subpoenaed to testify in New York, and it was a tweet that was a joke. It's the Federalist. No one working at the Federalist is thinking about joining a union. But nobody seems to be bothered by this. Remember, it was this government institution that is now <laughs> like, they, like they need an enforcer, like the, uh, the uh, unions need an enforcer. They got the enforcers. You know, it's Fat Tony over here by the door, right? Eh? Now they have a government enforcer. And the bullies at the NLRB, they remember, they were the ones 10 years ago stopped Boeing from building a new plant in South, uh, South Carolina or tried to stop it. South Carolina is a right-to-work state. Washington state, heavily unionized. And the NLRB twisted the law to benefit all of the unions. They oversee the elections by employees at the companies to determine whether they want union representation. But they have all kinds of justifications when it doesn't come out their way. One case, 2016, the U.S. District Court of Appeals in D.C. slammed the NLRB for upholding the results of a very tight election win for the union side, despite the pro-union employees threatening physical violence against any co-workers if they didn't vote to unionize so elon musk is a monster because he says hey i'm i've got free health care we're two times the safe uh safety record of when it was a union and you you get stock options that's a monster but people who were threatening violence against co-workers if they didn't vote to unionize nah that's nah nothing to worry about that this is all about control, and it is going to come at you in a, a myriad of ways. It's coming to you now through corporations, through the media, through the government, through unions, and through education and school. This is what fascism looks like. When you have all of those groups colluding with one another, and as they did this weekend... A hundred major corporations having a Zoom call to talk about government policies that don't affect their business. They just believe that those are the right policies to pursue, you know, for the people who are living in states where they have Republican representation. I mean, those people, I mean, they're just trapped. They're just trapped. What about all the people that I met this weekend up in, in New York and Connecticut that are just trapped in those nightmares? Just trapped. You don't hear the corporations coming out against them, do you? You don't see the corporations saying, you know, when um, New York decides in their, in their budget to add $2.1 
billion dollars just for the refugees or the refugees. Oh, my gosh. Where did that word come from? The people that are crossing our southern border and are being shipped up into New York. They've added two point one billion dollars to build schools for them. That's your priority. You can't get rid of a guy who killed so many people in the nursing homes in New York while he was on a book tour. And that's your priority. Who's representing the people in New York that don't feel that way? This country was never my way or the highway. It was never. It was never supposed to be. It may have been in racist days and racist communities. It may have been with flawed, screwed-up people. But that's not what we were striving for. This is now what we're striving for. My way or the highway. More in a second. Oh, my goodness. So uh, I was on the plane, and uh, I look at my son, and he's wearing my Raycons. And I'm like, where are yours? I gave them to you for Christmas. Oh, I don't know. I lost mine. So I've been looking for mine now for the last week, and you're wearing them? Kids, I mean, you know what? You know how you gain wisdom? Have teenagers. If you don't want to have kids, you should just, we should have some. You could rent my kids. You could rent my teenagers. Oh, my gosh, you'll be so wise in five years. Anyway, Raycon. Give your ears the royal treatment for about half the cost because the Raycon wireless earbuds are really great. And unlike a lot of their competitors, they're incredibly comfortable. They're adjustable to your individual ear size. The sound quality is really, really great. And you don't have to pay an arm and a leg for the, uh, for the cost of your, uh, your earbuds. Yeah, believe it or not, half the price of Apple. Check them out today. Take your listening game up a whole new level with Raycon. They're offering 15% off all of their products. And here's what you have to do to get it. Just go to buyraycon.com slash Beck. That's buyraycon.com slash Beck. Get 15% off now. Buyraycon.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck program. Stu, thanks so much for filling in for me, especially uh, last Monday. I didn't even I didn't get a chance to listen all week. But last Monday, I left you like two minutes before, and you're like, are you ready for the show? And I'm like, yeah, I got a great plan for the show. And then it just kind of fell to you in two minutes. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how you did it, but thank you. Well, it was also not only do- doing that, but it was after witnessing you know what you descri- described earlier with really some chaos there i mean it, i was terrifying honestly to watch because we, i had absolutely no idea what was going on and uh oh wow uh so it was uh i was very oh, thrown I, even... I would say <laughs> but i'm um, you know i i was glad to, to at least you were there to with with the family because i mean that is an impossible you know an impossible thing to go through i know you're going to be talking about it here coming up yeah uh and uh and and i I think there's only one way out of this mess. Um, and I, I saw it in action, uh, last week. And, um, so I want to, I want to talk about it. And, and, uh, I mean, we are really screwed up as a nation right now. 
we're really screwed up and we're not prioritizing um, the things that matter anymore. Did you hear what happened up in, in Canada? In hour three, we're going to talk about this. Do you see what happened in Canada? Yeah, this, the, they're still going. They want to make an example out of this church in the worst possible way. Right. No one in the church has had COVID. Uh, no one in the town has had COVID. But the Canadian government has this thing against this church uh, because they wouldn't limit the number of people. But there's, there's, there's n- nobody in the town has had it. Nobody in the church has had it. Uh, and, uh, so they, they took the pastor and put him in jail. Actually, it was hardcore, uh, prison for what? Two months, something like that. Now they just cordoned off the entire church. They just came in without any notice and put up barricades, uh, around the church and said, you're not allowed to go in it anymore. So all of them had to go home. Uh, and when the when the church members said, no, we're going in anyway, a SWAT team was called. It, uh, uh, what's happening in America, Christians, we need to talk next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. In a world that's lost its way, lost respect for logic, law and order, who can you count on? Well, AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, now over 2 million members strong and growing. AMAC believes in the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. AMAC represents courage, faith, and reason in these trying times. They stand for national solvency at a time of runaway debt, national security. With a full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against the radical left's push towards socialism. That's why now more than ever, it's time to join AMAC. Beyond advocacy, AMAC membership gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts that will save you money. And you'll also get AMAC's great bi-monthly magazine. So join AMAC today. Benefits are great, but the cause is greater. Join now at amac.us Beck. That's amac.us slash Beck. AMAC. It's better. Better for you. Better for America. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Let me talk a little bit about uh, Built Bar. Built Bar is actually, I have actually your wife to thank for Built Bar. Stuart. Yeah, this goes back a while. Uh, my wife, Lisa, found it, uh, and she started talking about it on her Instagram page uh, quite a bit, and it became a thing. She started telling everyone about it all the time. You got to have Built Bars because they have a million great flavors, and they're the best tasting protein uh, bar you're ever going to find. The other part of it also is obviously she is actually in shape, unlike uh, me. Uh, so uh, this is something you can actually eat that's healthy, uh, but it doesn't taste healthy, which is why people like it. It's not like the tree bark stuff they usually make. And then she eventually told Tanya about it, who started getting them. And then Tanya bugged Glenn about it. Uh, Glenn, you. Heard. And then she left the room and uh, there was nothing. She left the house for a day and there was nothing else to eat. <laughs> right. And I was like, oh, geez, I'll eat one of these. She says. And then she came home and I'm like, these are fantastic. Yeah. Which I don't recommend you do after your wife has been telling you that for a while. Yeah. Basically, everyone around you started eating them and loving yeah. them. And you didn't listen to any of them until you were. No. Uh, mm-hmm. no. Uh, uh-huh. But it worked out. BuiltBar.com. Use the code BEC15. You'll have 15% off your entire order. The code is BEC15 at BuiltBar.com.
And welcome to the program. I know the world is on fire. Last week, I couldn't be here with you because my personal world was on fire. We had a a horrible, horrible um, tragedy hit our family last week. Um, and I... I want to thank you for putting up with Stu and Pat. I mean, jeez. I mean, you want to talk about tragedy. There it is. (laughs) Um, But I also want to tell you what I learned from all of it. And uh, just allow me a few minutes, if you will, to talk to you about the world in a completely different way. In 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Hey, you know what's coming up? Everybody's favorite time of year, where you feel so charitable and so giving. Yeah, it's tax time. Oh, my gosh. It, it's like, it's almost, it's an honor to give our tax dollars to the government, because I know they honor those tax dollars. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's also Christmas time for cyber criminals, because they can get a hold of your social security number. Uh, they can falsify your tax returns. You know, what's funny is you may file and then the IRS comes to you and says, somebody already got your tax return and it'll make you feel even more charitable. It'll be great. And you might just tell the government, hey, I don't even need that money. I wouldn't even noticed it gone. Go do build some human infrastructure with that money. Will you now <clears throat> if you don't feel that charitable? and you do want your money, and you want control of your own life, may I, can, may I ask you to consider LifeLock? Because this is the time of the year that is truly like Christmas for cyber criminals. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions, but LifeLock is there 24-7. They monitor more than just what you usually do. They, they're monitoring the dark web. I mean, your stuff may already be for sale on the dark web. Uh, find out now uh, if you do have something lost, your identity is stolen. LifeLock has a whole team ready to clean it up with you. It's LifeLock.com. Get 25% off your first year now at LifeLock.com. And if you use the promo code back, make sure you use the promo code back. You can also call them at 800-LIFELOCK, 800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Use the promo code back and get 25% off. Last Monday, I was sitting in this chair, and Sarah had just said in my earphones, two minutes. I had been home. Uh, I'm broadcasting from my home. Um, my back is just really bad, and car rides are not so real, not real good for it. But thank goodness I was home. Last Monday, two-minute warning comes. Stu said to me, you ready for the show? I hadn't even had time to really discuss it with him. And I said, yeah, I got it all mapped up. Just follow me. 
And that's when my wife came to the door of the studio here at our house and said, I, and she had the phone up. And uh, then she collapsed on the floor in tears. And I ran out of the studio and grabbed her and held her up and said, what's, what's wrong, honey? And she was holding the phone. She tried to tell me again, and she collapsed again, and she handed me the phone, and it was my mother, my mother-in-law. And I couldn't get very much out of her either. I just knew that Tanya's brother had passed. To say this was a shock is um, an understatement. Vince, I always looked at him kind of as an older brother, uh, even though he was younger than me. Uh, I looked at him as an older brother because he helped me learn the ropes of being in an Italian family. You know, I'm from German descent, and that's screwed up six ways to Sunday. But uh, being in an Italian family, there's some ground rules. There's some things you really need to know, you know, like your first Easter or Christmas. Slow down, Jack. Slow down. There's a lot more food coming. And family. This family, I'm... I married into, I think, the greatest family I've ever met, the Kelowna family. And I didn't realize, I mean, I know what a change it's made on my life, but I didn't realize how great this family even was until this last week. My wife is, she's got a servant spirit. And she just serves, she shows her love by taking care of people and doing things. And never, never says, oh, it's too much. I have to tell her all the time, honey, don't take this on. Last night she was, she's still up in Connecticut and she called me last night about the dog food. And she was like, the dog food and you got to get more dog food. And I'm like, honey, honey, I got it. Relax. even though I probably don't actually have it, but my brother-in-law had four children. He had wrestled with Crohn's disease for a long time. My sister has Crohn's and it, it can be awful. It can be awful, but you'd never really know it. He was always the kind of guy that was always like, uh, how you doing? Good. How you doing? Good. How you doing? Eh. When he said, eh, that meant horrible. I should be in a hospital. But he was always the guy who lit up the room. He was always the guy helping others. He would never stop because he was always helping others. I didn't realize how much of a servant spirit he had until the wake on Friday. I don't know how long that line was, but it was a constant moving line, constant moving line for four hours. I think the line was not in cars, in people, a quarter of a mile. 
it, and it just didn't stop. And it it was people that would come up and say, I didn't even know Vince, but I met him because I was in need of help. And he just rolled up his sleeves and he just like took over and was like, okay, we got it. It was people in the community that he lived in. He was on the school board. He was a little league coach. He was a soccer coach. He helped build the church. He took care of the lawn of the church. He was constantly doing things, raising money for charity, working over here, helping organize this. But he was never the guy in the spotlight. He was just the guy doing it. And we had no idea how much he had done because he never talked about it. We also didn't know how much mental anguish he was in because he never talked about it. And last Monday morning after spending Easter with the family, everybody thought it was fine. He got up at 3 o'clock in the morning. He was staying with my uh, mom and dad, my, my Tanya's mom and dad. And um, he got up at 3 o'clock in the morning. He went into the office. He put everything together that the family might need. He took all of the things that his children and his wife would need. And left a note on the person who he's worked with for 30-some years on their desk because they always come in first. Don't go upstairs. Just call 911. And he killed himself. This is now the third family member of mine that has gone through this. And I keep seeing it play out over and over and over again in exactly the same way. We had an immediate family member in my family that the police were called to my house this, I don't even know how long ago it was now few months ago an attempt at suicide the world is sick we are sick when I talked to Tanya on Monday all she could get out of her mom at the time when they were both hysterically crying was what she thought she heard was, and Vince kicked dad on the way out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what was that all about? How did that happen? And all day I'm thinking, what is my dad going through right now? What is he thinking about, you know his relationship with Vince and everything, because that just came out of the blue. I found out that it, he kissed him on the way out, which was a much better way to go. 
But I looked at that, and even that was an act of service. To let your dad know how much you loved him on the way out. I know this sounds weird if you don't know much about suicide or if you've never gone through it yourself. And really, the only way to understand it is to be close to it yourself. No matter how close you get to it, if you've never experienced it, you don't understand it. Because it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense because it's insane. But you get trapped in this place to where you actually start to believe that the world would be a better place without you. That your family would be a better place without you. That they would have it easier if you were just gone. None of that is true. As a survivor of three now in my family, it hasn't been even close to true any time. Suicide has such a long tail to it that even when you think you're past it and you've recovered, that tail comes swinging around and can smash you at a time when you think the dragon is gone. I know what these four kids are going to go through because I went through it. I'm speaking of my other brother's son's wedding, giving the father's toast this summer because his father is not there. Let me say this first. If you are thinking about suicide, if you think there's no reason to live, if you think there's no way out, if you think the world would be better without you, it's a lie. And I know because I've been there, I've thought those thoughts myself, and I was lucky enough to have a friend take me to the hospital. I went against my will. I actually said... This is not going to change anything because I know what the problem is. The problem is me. And while I had good reason to think that at the beginning, those were reasonable thoughts of I've got to change my life. But it spirals down into everything. And if you... If you do it... It's only going to make things much worse. And there is relief. And there is love again. And there is light. And there is joy. You were born to experience joy. Please call for help. Please, if you're on the receiving end, do not dismiss this. Don't tell somebody, oh, well, it's going to get better. Keep your chin up. Cheer up. There's nothing more offensive than that when you're in this situation. Because they've tried. 
if they give any indication at all. The good ones won't. They might leave a few breadcrumbs, but in our case, it was a guy who you would have never thought because he's always fine or meh, and he's always helping other people, but he couldn't get help himself. He didn't know how to accept help himself. It's a two-way street. You have to ask for help. And then somebody has to be there to help you. And if you don't know what to do, just take them to the hospital. The hospital will know what to do. But if you're in the situation to where somebody did something, there's nothing you could have done. Nothing you could have done or said. It's not your fault. Now, what did I learn from all of this? Back in a second. My brother-in-law, he helped build this church, and then they, they talked a lot. The church members talked a lot about how he was always, there was a blade of grass out of place. He was on top of it. He used to take care of the lawn. And there is something good about taking care of lawn, and I know that's what he did. He could think and he could focus on something and find some peace while he was doing chores that most of us don't look forward to. If you are looking for a lawnmower, and I hate to turn this into a commercial, but it's, it was relatable at the time, but um, let me tell you about Hustler Turf. It is a great lawnmower, especially if you spend a couple of hours out doing the lawn every, uh, every week. This thing will cut your time in half. It's a zero-turn lawnmower. It's made by the people who made them back in the late 1950s, early 1960s. They were the first to invent it. They were the first to have it. They were, the for the longest time, were they the only ones that had zero-turn. They perfected this, and they, for years, only had them for, you know, the industry. Uh, now they have them for you. And I, I want you to go drive other lawnmowers, uh, zero-turn lawnmowers, and then find a hustler dealer. You will see the difference. It's a huge difference. It's an American company, Hustler Turf. Go to HustlerTurf.com. That's HustlerTurf.com. Ten seconds, station ID. So my father asked me to speak at the funeral and, uh, oh my gosh, I've, I pull in the course of my career, I've spoken about, it's estimated at what, what did they say it was 160 or 170 million words. And, uh, some of those have been hard, but I don't think there's been anything harder than this. Cause I didn't know how to describe him. He was, uh, you know, a brother, a friend, a, a father, a husband, a son. And then when I went to the wake and I saw and I listened to people, I realized that the word that was needed was not even servant. It was loved. 
And I've pondered that over the weekend. You know, there are two great commandments. Love God and love your neighbor. I mean, I'm grossly abbreviating those, but love God and love your neighbor. And I realized that this is the biggest thing we're missing right now. So many of us, well, the fear up in Connecticut was palpable. Now, I know I live in Connecticut, and I could tell those, you know, who had bought into the hysteria over COVID because I'd say, oh, I'm from Texas, and they would back away from me. But the fear is palpable. Fear doesn't come from any place good, and the fear is not needed. It is not needed. So how do you combat that? And what do we do to save ourselves and our country and our children next? This is the Glenn Beck Program. I don't know if you're a big fan of boycotting businesses that you don't agree with or not. Uh, I mean, generally speaking, conservatives have never done it. But we must begin to raise our voice. If you missed uh, in the first hour... I talked about an, an amazing meeting of 100 CEOs over the weekend. It's in the Wall Street Journal. It's, uh, I think it's in the New York Times. It, it, it is, it, 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 things are changing, and you've got to support those businesses that support your values and get away from the companies that don't. Here's an easy one you can do. Verizon right now, they're part of all this nasty stuff that's going on, especially when it comes to abortion. They give a lot of their money. Um, which used to be your money, and then they take it from you, and then they can spend it however they want, but I don't want them spending any of the money that I worked hard for on abortion. Please, right now, go to get Premier Activation. They'll set up the phone for you. Get a special gift with the offer code BECK. Same service, lower price for your phone service, and people that believe in the same values. It's patriotmobile.com slash BECK, 972-PATRIOT. And blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Ten bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Check it out. This is the Glenn Beck Program. If you've just joined us, uh, I was gone last week due to a family emergency. We had a, um, a tragic death in our family of... Tanya's older brother, uh, Vince. And I learned some really important things, really important things. As I was watching this wake, I'm seeing these people from all walks of life. Some, you know, some walked by me with a face of, hey, I know who you are. Keep it up. And other people walked by like, ooh, dear Lord, I know who you are. Ooh, ick. But they were all there for Vince. How many of us have friends on the other side of the aisle? And not friends. They're, they're not friends. These, the people that were there were there because he made a difference in their life. He was a true servant. I, as I'm watching this, all that kept going through my mind was, 
by their fruits, ye shall know them. The fruits of his labor were on display. He was a servant all the time, all the time. In no matter what he was doing, that was his priority. And like so many of us, sometimes, you know, our job interferes with the family or whatever. In, in his way, service became such a big deal that I, I, I wondered, if, when did he have time for anything else? But he found a way to love everybody. There are two great commandments. Love God with all your heart and mind and soul. And love your neighbor. So those two great commandments boil down to love truth, because that's what God is. We've wrapped God into all different kinds of things. And we've given him some anthropomorphic, you know, tangible anthropomorphic tendencies and traits. I don't know what God is. I think I do. I believe I do. But if I get to the other side and, you know, I've said it a million times, a space octopus, I am God, and be like, wow, that's a total shock, but okay. Because whatever God is, is truth. We, we don't love truth anymore. We deny truth. We are all living untruths. Every time you put a mask on, you might be doing it for other people, and that's cool. But if you believe that this is a lie, every time a little bit of our truth dies with us when we put a mask on, it does. And I can justify it in my own head because I'm compassionate of other people. But this is not based on any scientific fact. Do you know what the definition of truth actually is? Truth, a quality or state of being true. Uh, that which is in accordance with reality. Or a fact or belief accepted as true. The last one's the only one murky. And it's always... It's always the last one you're like, okay, I think they were kind of pushing that. A quality of state of being true, that which is in accordance with reality. The mask thing, just as an example, is not in accordance with reality. Any scientist can tell you that. It's like a building, you know, if Fauci were building submarines, the mask is as useful as if he said, you know what? We're also going to put, you know, for all of the hatches, we're going to put screen doors there. It doesn't stop the water from rushing in. Maybe it makes us feel better, but I think it's actually doing the opposite. We have lost the sense of you know, when you love your neighbor, I mean, really love your neighbor, when you serve. Saturday, we did a dinner for the family, 
And there were, I don't know, I mean, you know, Italian families, there's like, it's like a mob gathering, except nobody's killing each other. <laughs> nobody's got a body in the trunk. And, uh, but it's just massive. Everybody is there. And it was my way of serving the family. And I had the best night. How many times have you done something for somebody else and you've come out and you don't know if they got anything out of it, but you you kind of feel selfish in a way. You're kind of like, wow. That's where joy comes from. Love thy neighbor. That's where joy comes from. The opposite of joy is despair, and that is the complete absence of hope. Hope is defined as a feeling or desire that things are going to happen. The second definition of, of hope is a feeling of trust. We don't have trust, and we're beginning to lose the feel that something good is going to happen. That was the American thing. We believed in the future. We believed a brighter day was just ahead of us. That's all but been destroyed in us. We are no longer Americans if we lose hope. And that's despair. The loss of hope. And the opposite of despair is joy. And how do you find joy? You find joy by rooting yourself in the truth, even if that's a truth that you don't want to accept. Accept the truth and serve others. I, I, I have to talk to Mercury One this week because we've been so focused on education and we are serving so many on education. But I don't want to I want to make sure that we don't lose our charitable arm on going in and helping people as well. It's the it's one of the best memories that I have of covid was helping the city in Detroit. The changed hearts that Mercury One encountered in Detroit. Did it change anything political? No. But it changed hearts. It changed hearts. Right now, if we don't be the people, if we, if we aren't saying you're loved, just like I'm loved, and it doesn't matter what you do, it doesn't matter what you do to me, I'm always going to love you. I may not like you, but I will be the first there to help you. And I'm not there to help you because I'm trying to change your mind. I'm trying to win or anything like that. I'm there because I believe family is the only thing that matters. And you, we're all family. We're all family. If you haven't repaired your family yet, you need to. And that doesn't mean that you're, you have to take abuse. But the only way things will change is if we find a way back toward one another. And that is truth. And remember, you don't tell the truth per se. You don't, you're not required to tell the truth if it does more damage. 
You know, like, hey, I want you to know when I was a kid, I robbed you blind. Okay, it might make you feel better, but is that going to do more damage? You should tell the people and make restoration if you can, restitution. But uh, just to tell people, oh, by the way, I was making out with your sister the whole time. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. But we have to stop. We have to stop saying that there's nothing we can do. What are we going to do? Well, here's the first thing. Stop living a lie. And before you clean up anything politically, you got to clean up your own life. Stop living a lie, whatever that lie is. And it could be a lie that was given to you by your own family. I'm, I was known forever. I think I still am. I'm the stinky little brother whose, ro- whose room always stunk because I didn't get, you know, I didn't put my clothes in the laundry and whatever. I'm the stinky little brother. That's who I am still to my sisters. Okay. But that's not who I am. Who are you? What do you believe? What do you stand for? I think all of the time now, all of the time, of what this woman said to me over in Poland. She was one of the righteous among the nations. And I said, how do we get that tree of righteousness? You know, the the righteous among the nations were the ones who saved Jews at their own peril. How How do we water that tree of righteousness? She looked at me and like I didn't understand. There is no tree of righteousness that you have to grow you, you already have everything you need. You just have to say, I'm not going to participate in this lie. I know the difference between right or wrong. I know the difference because I was raised in the truth. Now, some people weren't. And our kids are being indoctrinated. But for those who are aware Without malice, with charity toward all, we have to say, I'm not participating in this lie. I'm not going to go there with you. I'm not. I'm not, but I love you. And I'll serve you. I'll help you. I wish, you know, As I watched him and I thought, 165 million words I've said over 40 years. How many of those were even important? And here's this guy who has no platform. And he has hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people show up at his his wake. At a time of COVID. In the Northeast. How does this happen? I don't know how many people would show up. If I, were, if I weren't on the radio, I don't know how many people would show up, but not hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. I don't even know how many people would show up at my funeral, even though I am on the radio. I have no idea. Because really, what are my personal works? 
What are my personal works? I don't know. I don't know. And to me, that's sad. That doesn't save me. But it does save others. And it does bring joy. And it is only by those, those works uh, and the fruit of those works that people will know who you are. And we keep thinking that that's a bad thing. I don't want people to know who we are. Let them know who you are. And let your legacy be like Vince Colonna's was. Because I know exactly who he is in a different way. Because I saw the fruit of his work. Our sponsor this half hour is Rectech. Time has come to revolutionize the way that you cook your meals. Not just the way you grill out, but the way that you cook all together. Because when you get a Rectech, you're not just getting a grill. You're getting something that can smoke, something that can grill, something that can even bake. And it does an amazing job at all of it. Whether it's surf and turf at, you know, at night for your house, maybe throw some steak and shrimp on the proverbial Barbie, or you want to make the world's delicious burgers and hot dogs, or believe it or not, good tofu. I know. I can't believe I'm saying it, but um, it's a rec tech. So whatever it is that you want to do, take it up a notch. The smart grill technology that allows you to do everything that you want to do, except it does all of the work. It, you can control it from an app on the phone. It's a rec tech. It'll change everything about cooking for you. Follow rec tech on social media, sign up for their newsletter, but I want you to a B compare them at rec tech with a Q R E C T E Q.com. I invite you now to see the difference that I've seen in my own life with the rec tech on our, on our back patio. It, it's unbelievable. R E C T E Q.com rec tech.com. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. There is an amazing story that happened over the weekend up in Canada. A church up in Canada that already had the pastor uh, arrested. And not because of anything he was saying. He's just like, I'm peaceful and whatever has to happen, you know, is fine. Um, but I just, you know, I, it, we're not going to stop preaching on Sundays we're not. And anybody who wants to come can come. Now, it's in a town where I don't think there's been any cases of COVID. There's certainly been no cases of COVID in the church. Uh, and the, so the police came in after he wouldn't stop preaching and uh, they arrested him. He was in maximum security for a while. They released him. Now they just took the church from him and put a fence up around it. Then, yesterday, they started arresting journalists for telling the stories. What the, when did Canada become the Soviet Union? You need to know this story, and I'll give it to you from somebody who's seen it firsthand. Coming up in just a second. Hey, there's this new movie out, the landmark case Roe vs. Wade, uh, and... It's got a pretty amazing cast, especially for something. I mean, think how brave you have to be to be in this. Corbin Bernstein is in it. Stacey Dash, John Schneider, Steve Gutenberg, and, of course, our good friend John Voigt. 
John is amazing in anything that uh, he is in. I haven't seen the movie because of what was happening last week. Um, but it is, I mean, this is one of the most important court cases that has changed the fabric of America. But people don't know the full story. Um, they, they don't have any idea of what really happened. The political maneuvering and the, the uh, targeting of even Supreme Court members and the graft that went on. It was really, really dirty. Right now, you can find it. It's available on iTunes, Amazon, and Google Play. See it on demand or from your major cable or satellite carrier. After half a century, it's time to expose all of the lies. The truth has its day in court. Download Roe vs. Wade, the movie, today. Roe vs. Wade. It's not a documentary. It's a movie. Do it now. Uh, and we thank them for their, their sponsorship of this half hour on Blaze Coverage. Show begins in a few seconds. Welcome to the program. Thank you for tuning in today. Uh, there, there is some, there's some amazing news going on uh, about Joe Biden. I haven't had a chance to even talk about the gun legislation or the executive orders that he has done. Uh, the, uh, the transportation bill that they are building human infrastructure. Everything is designed to change who we are and how we live. Same with the COVID rules. Now, up in Canada, they've already thrown one pastor in jail, a high-security jail. Uh, they let him out, and now, over the weekend, they they took razor wire and chain-link fences and put it around the church and said, you're closed without any warning or anything. You're closed. No one's going into the church. This is a church that hasn't had one single case of COVID, not one. And why are they shutting down the church? Oh, wait, it gets better. Then they started, the Canadians started arresting journalists who were covering it. When did it become China? And how close are we to this? In 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. All right. Your dog doesn't know the difference between healthy food and unhealthy food, but his body does. His body does. And when you're feeding him the dry kibble food, his body's telling him, yeah, it's not not really good for you. Kibble food has to be sterilized because it needs, I think, a two-year shelf life. So the dog's body is missing out on all the things they need, like vitamins and minerals and probiotics and antioxidants, all the same stuff that you need to have a healthier and happier life. Your dog needs. In a lot of cases, this is how it went with my dog, Uno. He just lose, he just lost interest in eating. I'm telling you, Tanya called me last night. You got to get the dog food. Make sure you feed him. Make sure you, you put in the rough greens. And here's what you got to do for the dog food. And I'm like, honey, he would eat dirty socks if I put rough greens on it. 
not every dog is the same, but but Uno rushes to the bull. I mean, literally runs. You know that, except he's a 100-pound dog. You know that run when they're on, uh, you know, wood or linoleum, and they, they kind of run, and then they can't stop, and they sli- he slides into the back wall every day. Just boom. And then he goes to the, he kind of like, and then he goes to his bowl. Get a free bag of Rough Greens right now just for your dog to try it out. All you pay for is shipping just to make sure that your dog will eat it. Then, if he will, then go order some uh, Rough Greens and put it on your dog's food. It will change them. You'll see month after month, I see more and more changes in Uno. He is truly a different dog. Roughgreens.com slash Beck, or you can call 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-GLEN-33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. I think Canada has lost its mind. It has extended its COVID-19 lockdowns. It has thrown a pastor in church. Now is thrown uh, a, a put a fence around a church, closed it down. Not a crazy radical church. Not, not any of that stuff. Closed it down and then started arresting journalists who were covering the story. What is happening in Canada? Well, let's go to uh, Ezra Levant. He is the founder of Rebel News. That's kind of like a a blaze up in Canada. Uh, And he hosts the Ezra Levant Show. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Glenn. I I love Americans. One of the things I love about Americans is they care about freedom around the world. I know that you care about the freedom of people in Xinjiang, China, the Uyghur Muslims. I know you care about Christians in Iraq and other places in the Muslim world. But I sort of feel shy to say it. I I think we might need some help up here in Canada. I know that sounds odd, but I I sure would like it if you could help shine a light of scrutiny on what's going on up north here, because the the troubles about religious freedom and press freedom, they're not just in faraway places now. They're just across the border. And I, I, I can tell you two crazy cases. The first is what you mentioned, the Grace Life Church, it's a very nice church outside Edmonton, Alberta. I visited it myself, loving, peaceful, the friendliest folks. I tell you, if I wasn't Jewish, I'd go every week. <laughs> Great people. And the pastor uh, was sentenced to 35 days in a maximum jail, maximum security jail, because he wouldn't close his church. By the way, when he was in jail, the church kept open anyways. Another pastor presided. When and they they, did, they didn't do anything. They didn't do anything to that no. pastor. They didn't do anything to the church. No, and there was no need to. And by the way, there was never a single case in the church, let alone an outbreak. And everything was fine until one day they moved in at dawn. There was no one in the church. The police seized the church, occupied the church, and turned it into... Well, the only way I can describe it is a paramilitary garrison, like like a fort. They have a perimeter fence, and then within it, they have another fence. They put up a big black tarp around it so you can't see what they're doing. They have police coming and going in shifts. These are heavily armed police. They also have lesser armed police. 
they brought their latrines in, and I, I think it's very disrespectful. They put them right outside the front door of the church, the bathrooms. Uh, so they're literally doing to the church what they're also figuratively doing. I wonder if they would defile a mosque in the same way. But they have turned this church into a garrison. Why? Because if they were to leave, the church members would just go back in. So they are a permanent occupation and militarization of Grace Life Church. I know you're thinking, that can't be true. Well, there's plenty of video of it. So this weekend, obviously, was Sunday, two interesting things happened. First of all, the church members met, but they did not meet at their church. They met at a second secret location, an underground church, like they do in China. China. So the, yeah, the actual congregants of Grace Life Church and their pastor did not go to their building. They went somewhere else. They believe that the church is with them. It's not a piece of bricks and metal and mortar. Correct. Uh, Correct. And so they're having an underground church, China style. But at the same time, almost a thousand people not with the church went to the church in solidarity. Now, there were different approaches. Some of them were more angry, some were more peaceful, some prayed for the police, some shouted at the police. And there was a moment when some of the, the protesters knocked down the exterior fence. And, and by the way, some people affiliated with the church said, no, no, don't do that. We could have taken the church physically any time if we wanted to. We're not, we're, we're not protesting a piece of metal. We're, we're here for the right to pray. And, and so there was an interesting divergence in views. Should they physically retake the church or not? In the end, the fence went back up quickly, but not before a huge brigade of heavily armed SWAT-style police from the Mounties, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police came, gas masks, riot gear, basically stormtroopers. They were at a staging facility nearby. Uh, what are they going to do? Were, were they, were they going to shoot people? It was so insane. So you have an underground church in hiding, a pastor conducting secret services out of uh, the surveillance of police, you have a church being turned into an armed garrison, like a, like a military base. You have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, close to a thousand people protesting this. When some of them pressed against the fence and knocked it down, they dispatch, you know, stormtroopers that looked uh, heavily armed. That is Canada. And I happen to be from that province of Alberta. Its motto is strong and free. That's false advertising today, Glenn. First of all, when did the Mounties lose their cool, you know, horse and red jacket? Uh, I mean, yeah. Well, uh, that's the thing. Mounties are so beloved because they have such a great reputation going back more than a century. Um, you know, there was that old show. Um, uh, oh, boy. I just uh, there was a show about a Mountie in the States, the fish out of water kind of show. I, I just mm -hmm. forgot it. I mean, Mounties, it was a, Mounties are beloved. They're friendly. It's like the British Bobby. Everyone loves the Mountie. But that's not the, the Mounties today. The Mounties today, they only wear their red jackets and ride their horses for fancy ceremonies. Today, they were doing the dirty work of shutting down a church. I can't imagine that any young man grew up and said, I want to grow up and go to the police academy and get a shield and a badge and a gun. And, and so I can, what, catch bank robbers, catch murderers, or 
expropriate and occupy a church and throw pastors in prison. That same prison, Glenn, they emptied out 400 violent offenders because they were worried they would catch COVID in the prison. I'm not making that up. 400 violent men were released from prison, but they put the pastor in that same prison for 35 days. That's Canada, and I I don't want to seem alarmist, but I sure would love it if, you know, Americans with a big footprint like Senator Ted Cruz or Marco Rubio, people who talk about freedom in China or Cuba or Iran, boy, I'd love it if they would put out a statement about this. And, and can I tell you one more story from Montreal this weekend that I was personally at? Uh, if it's about the media, I want you to hold on to that. Um, sure, I'll hold on to that. Talk- it's crazy. Okay. One of our people I was arrested t- yesterday. Hang on just a second. I want to talk about that here in a second. I, I want to ask you one question on the media, and then I'll take a quick break. Um, the the mainstream, you know, the CBC, are they even covering what's happening at this church? Uh, they don't cover it often, and when they do, they cover it uh, with aggressive criticism. They paint the church as um, criminals. Radicals. They Yeah, radicals. They smear it as unhealthy, uh, super spreaders, even though I say again, not one case, let alone an outbreak. This pastor obviously could have got out of jail in one minute, let alone 35 days. It was as if they gave him his own keys. All he had to do was lie and say, I won't go back to the church. Imagine a man who would endure 35 days of maximum security prison when he had his own keys. He endured that because he would not say a lie. The lie being, I won't go back to the church and I won't preach. He wouldn't say that. And that is the most gentle man, the most peaceful man, the most nonviolent man, the most self-abnegating man you'll ever find. And yet they demonize him. They call him a wacko, an extremist. Um, They mock the church itself. um, Because it's not just that he's a dissident. It's that he obviously believes in a higher power than politicians. Mm -hmm. And he, if you are a lockdownist, if that's your superstition, I'm not even going to call it a religion. If you believe in lockdownism, if you wear a mask the same way a Muslim woman might wear a hijab or a Jewish man might wear a yarmulke, if the mask is your religious symbol, your symbol of submission to your philosophy of lockdownism, and oh, now one mask or two masks, or you, the, the high priests wear three masks, and do you have it? Like, if you believe in that whole mindset, fine. But there are some people who believe in something higher than Anthony Fauci. And that's what, that's why people rage against churches and other institutions of religious institutions that won't close because they say, aha, you don't believe what I believe. And your resistance is a, is an insult to my belief system. I, be, I think there's something to that, Glenn. I think it's a, a, a nature abhors a vacuum. And this, mm-hmm. this uh, superstition has filled the void. You know, Ezra, you're the type of mind that would enjoy, uh, you should read the book Hitler's Monsters. It's a very mm. scholarly book, but it talks about that, that one, that Nietzsche was right. And once you killed God, what did the German people fill that vacuum with? And it right. goes in depth on, on a lot of the stuff that I think we're doing right now. Uh, and I'm talking religiously. You, you start to go into myths you go into magic. I mean, it is, it's nuts. And we're starting to repeat this and, and condemning the church and, and real believers and making them look like 
idiots, imbeciles, and uh, radicals. More with Ezra Levant here in just a second. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. For just a minute, I want you to think about what it would be like to be out of debt. I mean, think about, think about what it would like to have, what, how many more hundreds of dollars uh, saved every month? I can help you save hundreds of, hundreds of dollars every month, maybe even over $1,000, if you refinance your mortgage with American financing without resetting the term. That's the, the kind of uh, outcome that you're facing is being strapped with debt or figuring out a way to get out of those high-interest credit cards or this mortgage with a very high interest rate and doing it now. If you have debts, you're not alone. 2020 was a really rough year. 2021, I think, is going to be worse. you got to weather this storm uh, to put yourself into a situation where you are as, as good financially as possible. Whether you're looking to purchase a home for the first time or wanting to refinance your mortgage or to consolidate a loan, American Financing is the way to go. Call them today. You could be saving hundreds of dollars every month. Do it now. Don't take my word for it. Give them a call. See what American Financing can do for you. They work for you, not the banks. American Financing, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440. 10 seconds, station ID. So uh, Ezra Levant joins us. He is uh, the founder of Rebel News, which you can find, rebelnews.com. Also, fightthefines.com, which is a really important uh, thing you guys are doing up in Canada that we are working on here to be able to do uh, down here in the United States. So tell me about, we, we now know the church, but now tell me what happened to the press that was covering this. Sure. Well, as you mentioned, we don't just report the news. Sometimes we try and get involved in it if we think we can make a difference. And one of the things we do is we crowdfund. You know what that is. Everyone chips in a few bucks. And and before you know it, you got enough to do something important. So um, we crowdfund civil liberties lawyers to fight some of these crazy lockdown tickets for people. And so far, we've we've taken 607 cases across Canada. And we've even recorded a French version of our program. And I know you're going to laugh, a Yiddish version, because there's lots of uh, Yiddish-speaking religious Jews in the city of Montreal that get picked on because, because they have to pray at certain hours, and they can't do synagogue by Zoom because they don't use electricity on the Sabbath. So mm-hmm. there's a, a religious Jewish community in Montreal that gets picked on a lot. So we made a special video offering them legal help. So we have French, English, Yiddish. We have lawyers across the country. The thing is, police forces don't like that because they want people to pay these huge fines. They want them as a deterrent. And if people aren't scared anymore, maybe they won't be so compliant. And by the way, we ask prickly questions like, hey, how come you were so abusive when you made that arrest? Or can we have some disclosure of your case? Or maybe this isn't constitutional. So because we both do A, the journalism, and B, the fight the fines activism, we have a new set of enemies at Rebel News, including the police. And they started physically pushing our people around 
when we cover things in Montreal, we had one reporter and the, yeah, who himself is Jewish. And when the police would stop him, they say, oh, it's the Jew media. Oh, you're the Oh, Jew. my gosh. And, and, and that's all on tape, by the way. Uh, and it sort of bugged me because I thought that feels anti-Semitic. That feels like a professional <laughs> policing. I mean, right. maybe he means like a Jewish newspaper. So I don't want to jump to a conclusion. But it gave me the willies because he's not there as a Jew. He's there. Like, we have only two Jewish journalists. We have Muslim journalists. We have Christian. We, we've, it's, we're not a religious company. Uh, like, sure. it's not like we, we stand up for everyone's freedom of religion, but we're not a Jewish sure. media. Um, so they started really picking on our guy, Yankee. And so we sent three or four more reporters to back him up, who, by the way, happened to be from different religious and racial backgrounds. And then police targeted them, handcuffed them, gave them thousands of dollars of fines, pushed them, physically assaulted them. So we had one reporter, they pushed him around. So we sent three or four reporters that pushed them around. So this weekend, Glenn, we took half the company. We took 17 of our people to Montreal to stand with Yankee and our other journalists to wear big high visibility pinnies saying press and to go and report on these lockdowns to show the police that we're not going to be pushed around. We actually hired a lawyer to accompany us on the streets because it was important to us to assert our freedom of the press. So we had 17 people backing up our one Montrealer. Well, the police went nuts. They found our Airbnb. We were staying at an Airbnb, which was actually a little houseboat together. That way we had privacy and we were all together in one place. I've got about 40 seconds. Police raided the houseboat. I said, come back with a warrant. They said, no, we're locking the entire boat down as a crime scene. You may not get on or off. They actually, you can only get off. They searched us for 10 hours. They demanded to search the rooms of the reporters. No search warrant. They physically roughed up one of our reporters and jailed him. And no judge would give them a search warrant. There's a war on the church. There's a war on the free press. It's happening in Canada. Please help. Okay, I, I got to pull you over for the next break. If you can, stay with us uh, for for one more segment because I, I I need to understand what they thought you guys had on you or what they were searching for. America, it is on our doorstep. Wake up. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Connie lives in Nevada, and over the past few years, she started suffering from back and hip pain that just progressively got worse and worse. She saw her doctor about it. They tried a number of different things to make the pain go away. Nothing she tried worked for very long. Boy, do I, do I relate to that? Uh, when, she would, uh, when she would find something that would work, it just dulled the pain and made her fuzzy. Connie was at her wit's end. She heard me talking about Relief Factor on the radio one day. She's decided, I got nothing to lose. She'd give it a try. She says, literally, within a few days, her, ba- her pain began to subside, and it's never come back. Connie got her life back. Relief Factor, it's not a drug, but it was developed by doctors, and 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-583-84. 800-583-84. It's relieffactor.com.
Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll get uh, 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We're with uh, Ezra Levant. He is uh, from uh, Rebel Media uh, up in uh, up in Canada, almost in in mission, really almost a, a sister to uh, Blaze.com. He's the founder of Rebel News, host of the Ezra Levant uh, show. You can find him at RebelNews.com, RebelNews.com. Also, he is uh, the founder of FightTheFines.com, where they're trying to help people with fines that they incur from the Canadian government and just kind of do a, a you know, a crowdfunding for those fines. Back in March, I believe you guys were at a, a global uh, meeting or protest of the lockdowns. It was happening globally. And you guys walked away with like $6,000 in fines. Can you start there with your story? Sure. We cover uh, peaceful demonstrations every single weekend in various cities. Uh, So when we send reporters, we're not sending them as activists. We're sending them just to point a camera and report. And in in fact, we often wear these big uh, vests that say press on them. Um, We we comply with the rules. We don't get if, if there's arrests being made, we stay a few feet back. We don't want to get into it. But police seem to target us in Toronto They say that media is not allowed to report. Uh, They say media are not essential. And then when we pressed them on it, they said, well, you're not essential. Other media are exempt. Things like that. Uh, In Montreal, the same thing happened. Handcuffing our people, throwing them against vans, harassing them. Strange anti-Semitic remarks. I need to to see the video of this, Ezra, because I find this... So hard to believe coming from Canada. What what were the people? What were your people doing? What were they reporting on? Tell me the sure, describe I, the scene. Sure. We have the videos up at lockdownreports.com because we're doing a series of them. And you can see, for example, there was a huge march in Montreal and and our reporters were standing on the sidewalk. But because the, the police saw their cameras, they went up to them reach for them, grab them, push them flat up against the police van, in one case threw their phone to the ground, handcuff them, thousands of dollars of tickets. Now, you might be saying, no, that can't be. There's got to be something else going on. Surely you guys threw a punch. Surely you guys did. No, no, no. When they see the cameras, they know. And in fact, on t- and we, we now wear body cameras also. So if they throw our handheld cameras to the ground we catch it anyways one of the police told our chief videographer why are you guys being so skeptical and critical the other media aren't he he <laughs> dropped the mask for a second and he they're genuinely confused these montreal police because we're not submissive and compliant like what i call the media party so there's there's no mistaking our people are are mild man i'm not mild mannered i'm noisy but our videographers are polite and mild mannered and they're standing on the sidewalk uh they're they're just filming but that to to a montreal police officer if you have a camera you're as dangerous as someone who has a gun because you will show their misconduct and so when they discovered we were on this airbnb houseboat 
on the weekend. They tried to storm the boat. I said, go and get a search warrant. Ten hours, they called our boat a police crime scene. In the end, they couldn't give a judge, get a judge to sign the search warrant. And I kept saying, what, what do you think you're going to find? They said, oh, this Airbnb violates rules against social distancing and public gatherings. I said, it's a hotel. It's a registered You're going to shut down every, like, obviously, they were just trumping up some excuse. And just bizarrely, after a 10-hour siege, they just packed up and left. No tickets, no charges. Now, they, I read in the newspapers that they're telling other reporters they're going to send us various Fine to the mail. I suspect we'll probably get about twenty grand worth of fines because each for what fifteen hundred. Well, I I don't know for anything. Um, that they give us jaywalking fines. They give us any fine just to load us up. But you know we're fighting fines for six hundred and seven other people. I'm happy to fight fines for our journalists too. I think they look terrible. But what's so scary to me? The actual worst part of this all, Glenn, uh, whether it's the church in Edmonton that has become a police paramilitary garrison or the little raid on our Airbnb in Montreal over the weekend. The worst part isn't even the police misconduct. It's that the media party, the mainstream media, the legacy media, the corporate media, they look at it and they say, yeah, yeah, those are bad guys. That clergyman is a bad guy. Rebel news are bad because they're not with the narrative. And yeah, you can be a bit rough with them. I mean, where's Reporters Without Borders? Where's Penn International? Where's Amnesty International? Where's the Canadian Civil Liberties Association, our version of the ACLU? Normally, they, they didn't would mean freak it. out. Yeah, yeah they, they didn't, didn't mean it. it. No, they, they didn't mean it. They our reporters, took him to the police station for six hours yesterday. Uh, where, where's the outcry? If we were... For uh, what? What, what? What was the charge? There was a... They, the police, they, they were pushing... They were physically pushing us away from the boat. They, they were taking bikes and sort of, like, there was 50 cops. Uh, we're, we haven't uploaded all the videos that you can see some of them at lockdownreports.com. But we really just got back to Toronto last night. So we've got like hours worth of footage we're going to upload. Seriously, okay. most of our team was on that boat and we were kept off the boat. And one of our guys was in jail. We should have all the footage out over the course of the next few days. All right. I so, am worried uh, that we're at a tipping point. Ezra, I know you have to run because you have a show to do, but um, get that get that video to us. And then I'd love to have you on tomorrow to take us through this video to show America, because you're right. You need we all must stand together. We all must stand together or we are in deep trouble. Thank you so much, Ezra Levant. Uh, founder of Rebel News. You can find him at rebelnews.com. Uh Stu, I mean, you know, do you know that YouTube is now taking away the platform for him? They've they've taken away all of their ability to monetize anything. So even the even the sponsors that specifically say I want to be on Rebel News, YouTube won't let those people sponsor. They specifically say, I want to sponsor. It's amazing how far they're going. I mean, Canada does seem to be worse in some ways, but it's obviously either here at this point or right around the corner in the United States as well. Where do you go? What border are you going to cross for safety? Where are you going to go in the world? China? Did you hear about what happened in Canada with um, Cindy McCain? Cindy McCain has the John McCain you know, award for... I don't know what it is, service or something. 
and they are it's an organization that is very mm, i don't want to say anti-china but you know not not china friendly anybody who is standing up against the atrocities in in china uh this charity will recognize well they've they've given a couple of these awards out now one was to i think a chinese uh group of dissidents uh oh the dissidents in in hong kong and then also i think dissidents in greece that were standing up they wanted to give this year's award to the president of taiwan and canada said if you do that we want nothing to do with your organization <laughs> what the hell is happening to canada yeah it's terrifying i mean we went over some of the stuff uh on the show last weekend and it's so far be- i mean trudeau is so far beyond sane like he's got a policy now where if you take off on a flight from the united states let's say you have to take a, a, a test and come up negative before you leave. And then you also have to take a, a test once you arrive. So, like, as if you got COVID on the flight, of course, it wouldn't show up on the test when you landed. And then even if you test negative, you still have to quarantine inside the country for, I think, 14 days. Now, these That's are insane. not science-based. absolutely insane. This is not a science-based idea no. here. They just It doesn't matter anymore. It's really now at this point seems to be this signal of control and, and, and I guess apparent virtue, but I don't see the virtue in it. So I missed the, I mean, I've read all about it, but I missed the uh, Joe Biden speech last week about guns. Oh, that was fun. You missed a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Did I? Yes. I hear he called it the AFT. Yeah, the AFT. Uh, many times. Was good. AFT. He, he did, yeah. Glenn. I think one thing that has not been noticed by many uh, that I've heard, at least, is that he, you know, there's this thing that went on with the left where they said, uh, you know, look, thoughts and prayers are not enough. And yeah. then it became like something that actual politicians on the left were saying, which was very yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. He actually said in the speech, uh, no more prayers. He doesn't want any more prayers, apparently. Enough prayers. Which is, I thought, a strange stance for a, a, a supposedly religious person to take. That he does actually, not only are they not no, enough, you know what? he doesn't God, want any God more God can of them. only do so much, Stu, really. Yeah. God well, can only do so much. Look, there's no miracle coming, Glenn. I mean, sure, we have you know vaccines developed in the fastest mm-hmm. amount of time uh, in, in human history. Uh, but no miracle is coming, so he's limited God in that way. And now he does not want any more prayers from this uh, hard, heartfelt Catholic seems like a uh, seems like he's really so, acting on that so he uh his new gun controls and we have to talk about this uh tomorrow maybe um is his first step is to get ghost guns yeah uh off the street now i didn't know about ghost guns but here's bad news if you do know about ghost guns and you're part of the ghost bu- ghost guns industry i guess um i think he's hired the mystery machine uh and those oh, no troublemaking kids those damn teenagers <laughs> with that dog uh yeah. to capture the ghost guns uh i didn't know we had a problem with ghost guns did you did you uh no no they're not yeah. a problem it's just a good way of getting people excited about an issue they're not familiar with right like it's not right. we talked to a ton of people right. who actually have built ghost guns before uh quote unquote ghost guns that's a pejorative term of course 
but uh, right. it's just you build it yourself from parts you can buy online. Yeah, right? and and they have some of them that are like eighty percent done. So that's that's I guess the ghost gun. It comes in a kit, but it's like you have to have like a drill press. Like there, they, they, as people were walking us through all the steps, uh, you know, I would absolutely blow myself up if I tried to make one. Like I mean, there's it's not like it, it's not like criminal syndicates are going to get together and be like, you know what? We can we can avoid the serial numbers for the murders we're going to commit because we care a lot about the serial number crime and not the murder crime. So we're going to build we're going to take all our resources and go into building these guns. I mean, it's just such a ridiculous thing. It's a very, very minor part. Oh, of, I, I will tell you the the mob, the the syndicate, as I believe Lucy once said in uh, in Charlie Brown's Christmas, uh, the syndicate uh, would get together and make guns and ghost guns if they're banned. If all this stuff is banned and honest people can't get them. Are you kidding me? Do you know what the black market will oh. be? Mainly, well, all for criminals, I guess, if you're buying it on the black market. Uh, but. Do you, I mean, it'll be a massive boon to criminal organizations. Still, though, it's never, I don't know that it ever, unless you're in like a Gilead sort of uh, handmaid's tale situation, there's never going to be a, a good <laughs> a reason to go and build your own gun for crime. Like pe- hobbyists do it because they love it. Just like we're using this example of like some people like to brew beer. Other people like to go to 7-Eleven and get it in a 24 pack. Right. Like, you know, brewing beer is not necessary right now, but people love to do it. So that's why people, you know, build their own guns. Like there's 400 million guns in this country and an open border on our south with another hundred million down there. There's absolutely no reason to build a gun to get a gun. Right. Like only if you just love the art of it, if you love to do it that way, you know, there's no reason to bother. You can get them. You can steal them. You can buy them on the black market already. And we, and, I, I, the, and the left won't mm-hmm. close the border where they keep coming across. Right. This that I just so the audience knows. I read the prequel to The Handmaid's Tale, mm-hmm. and this is what the bad guy was telling people. Oh, really? There's, yeah. I should, just, there's I'd be like, a good bad guy in The Handmaid's yeah. Tale. <laughs> Can I tell you something? I think I'd be a good bad guy, too, in, in any tale, really. Uh, tax hikes, money printing, hedge funds collapsing, banks losing billions in bad leverage bets. These are the things that are all coming our way. It's business and usual, as usual, as, uh, as our government... And our financial industry is eroding the value of the dollar. The current administration is doing that. Collapse of the dollar is all but inevitable at this point. And you can, they will deny and deny and deny, but they are talking about, uh, it's what's called a DUSD, a digitized U.S. dollar. Okay. That's what's coming. That's the replacement. And, uh, the dollar that you have is going to be worth fraction uh, in just a few years. I think I think we could see it in a year. I think we could see it in five years where we are no longer they're buying the dollar uh, for pennies on the dollar for for those who who saved it in dollars. Please, please find out about Goldline. They have a current special with every single order placed this week only. You'll qualify for a free Mind Your Business silver bar at no cost. The bars were actually my idea. Mind Your Business is what was minted on the first American coins. Goldline uh, strangely listens to my ideas, but uh, 
Uh, maybe you should try it out as well. Goldline, it's their way of thanking you for your support for the last 10 plus years. Everybody wins when you call Goldline today. They're standing by to take your call. Call 866-GOLDLINE or go to goldline.com. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. We did not get to a very important story. I had uh, a note from somebody who I really respect that uh, watches international affairs for me and said, we are uh, moving towards war and NATO uh, is uh, going to be right in the center of it. And we have a major decision to, uh, to make. And I didn't get to it today, but I want to get to it on tomorrow's program. Also, if you're a parent and your kids are coming home and they're like, what's the difference between gender and sex? You don't even know, mom and dad. Hopefully on tomorrow's program, we'll have a a tutorial for you on how to talk to your kids who are being brainwashed. This is the Glenn Beck Program.